Life Camera Action! We're shooting threes, just SMB. We're gonna watch and review film trilogies. It's all for laughs, so just sit back. We're gonna drop hella dimes on this podcast. Welcome back to Shooting Threes. Bam, 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 bam. I hope you guys are hype as fuck because we've got another hot trilogy coming at you. Oh my God, action packed this one. Hell yeah, baby. My I name can't is- believe I was excited. When you when you picked this one, I was like, they're not going to see it coming. No. It's going to be full of thrills. And chills. And chills. And- Dare I say it? Yes. Well, I'm Sarah Griffith, as I was trying to say. I'm a host. Mm-hmm. And Bridget, you're another host. Say your name. That's me. I'm Bridget. I know. We're just so hyped about our so exciting A Laugh a Minute, full of gags, giggles, and chuckles, this trilogy. Do you want to say what it is? Uh, I mean, it's your pick. It is my pick. So I think you get to announce it. Sarah, what are we going over? What are the next three podcasts of our life going to be about? Well, if you haven't already been spoiled by the title of this episode, no doubt. Which you already almost certainly have. have. Yeah. We are diving into the before trilogy. Hell yeah. Richard Linklater's light, hilarious, goofy, silly uh, examination about fart jokes and and poop and pee not at all no. uh but no i'm i i was thrilled and scared to, uh and a little nervous to do this one with you but i am so excited because um sarah i don't know if i ever told you this about me but uh, i have a film school degree and i'm hoping you have something to say film schooly because i don't and frankly sometimes i'm on a small bean show talking about movies <laughs> and jargon is thrown and i'm like yes the camera was on and it was recording very well good Period. uh yeah uh, once again we find ourselves into a similar situation where i've seen these movies before oh yeah you are my my sherpa into yeah, apparently. the before trilogy well yeah. first things first and what i want to make very clear to everyone listening is that richard linklater is from houston texas i can't believe you didn't support richard linklater is from houston texas before i didn't i knew he was from texas i didn't realize he was uh h-town houston baby All right. actually will you indulge me in like a three minute story about richard linklater I mean, if not now, when? Okay, it's a, it's about boyhood, so it's a slight diversion, but it's just so funny I never get a chance to tell the story. So I did a PR internship with this woman named Lydia in Houston, and she's fucking awesome. She's a, the She is so PR, and she's really good at her job. Yeah. And one of her clients is the Houston Museum of Natural Science. What's famous about this museum is there's like a butterfly exhibit. It's like a giant terrarium. Ugh. You walk through, there's monarch those. butterflies. Oh my God, it's like... Every year in school, that's like the field trip you take, right? I had butterflies land on me at like one of those places and immediate tears. Oh, that's the goal. Is I hated it. It's not for everybody. It's the not for everybody. Butterflies are still bugs. Anyway, in boyhood, Ethan Hawke takes his yes. kids to the thing, whatever. And so that's her client. And so she went down there with like a Houston Chronicle reporter back in like 2007 or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And they're like talking and like conducting like a little interview, a little press drama, like, oh, you know, motion pictures filming here, Richard Linklater, our Houston zone, blah, blah, blah. And they're, you know, talking to like the movie's publicist and it's like, you know, who's in it? Ethan Hawke. Oh, that's great. You know, it's going to be this, that, and the other thing. Oh, so cool. And at the end, they're like wrapping up and Lydia's like, so when is this movie going to come out? (laughs) (laughs) Never. And literally the person was like, like six to five years from now. Yeah. Uh, wow, anyway, that's my. I mean, that's my funny link later story. Yeah, uh, 
yeah, you know the the this film is done like it's I guess what his mo. It's before Boyhood. He started yeah, this journey he... to do this. He, he, they come out every ten years. Yes, uh, this trilogy. We're not going to get another one. Yeah, there. This one's not going to get ruined for us. Yeah, it's wrapped up. It's it's a wrap. Um. Yeah, he is a filmmaker that really loves to soak in like the ordinary. Yeah, I we'll we'll talk about this when we get into the movie um a little bit more. Uh, yes, but uh, yeah, I. When did you see this movie first? I think I'm curious. Um. Yeah. So I first saw. <laughs> I watched them out of order. Um, Old. I didn't. I, I'm sure a lot of people did, just given I the think, release well, dates of these films. I think because by what happened to me was uh, the last one came out like 2013. Yeah. So, and there was like so much hype. I hadn't really heard of these movies before yes. then. I wasn't like as in that, like I was in film school at the time. I wasn't yes. like all encompassed with like our tour filmmakers and all that. I was more like. No, I, this okay. is this is shit I did not hear about. I think honestly until I moved to LA. Yeah. So before um, Sunset came out, and there was a lot of fanfare, and I was I read about like I heard about it, and I was super interested. So I went to see it, and I absolutely loved it, mm. um, even without seeing the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so then I went back and watched the other ones. So it was like around 2013 I watched them. I fell in love with these films. I was so excited when you said you wanted to do them, because I had not rewatched them since. And this is a thing, um, especially after watching Boyhood, I remember really liking Boyhood, but thinking that's never a movie I'm going to want to watch again. Yeah, I, uh, I feel that very much yeah, so. Yes. Uh, and so I was excited. Like these movies, and I, I kind of thought that might be how I felt about these movies as much as I enjoyed them. I didn't think... Um, I didn't know if I was ever going to sit down and rewatch them. I am so glad I did. Yeah. Uh, it is, especially since I, <laughs> I I felt my age watching these movies. I was, I, I, was I really wanted to talk about uh, this. Not that we're old by any means. Uh, no. We're, we're, you know, children. We're in our 20s. Uh, yes. Period. That is a fact. That is a fact. That you cannot take away from you me no matter deny. how hard I don't. I'm not going to be in my 20s uh, by the end of this year. But yeah, so I when I first watched the film, I was in my early 20s, now yeah. watching them in my late 20s and being more where they're at in the second film. Um, oh, interesting. It's 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 such... I, I'm really excited to go through this trilogy now with some... Experience. <laughs> yeah, some... Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like not life that, experience, not like necessarily romantic, but like just you've lived yeah, well, life even, longer. Even that, I like, and that too. I mean, yeah, having more of that, dealing with like breakups more, yeah, so than I did then in a serious way. Like, yes, <laughs> with the hindsight of being in my later twenties now, yes, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited to dive back into these movies. I love them so much. I was watching this one too, and I like just immediately fell in love I with it I found myself again. grinning ear to ear I'm in so certain glad. scenes. I was, I was, I, oh, I, okay, you knew I was going to love this. I knew, I knew you were going to love these movies. Yeah. I was uh, really excited to hear your take. I mean, and as I love most movies, but like, this is exactly such the a beautiful kind of shit film. I love to see. It's, love to see this. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a beautiful film and it captures, uh, Richard Linkletter is just like a one of a kind in just capturing 
I mean, it's still very romantic and fanciful. Yes. Um, absolutely. This is like a whirlwind of a story, but there's something so real and visceral about watching these two people make a connection. Yes. Um, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy are so good in this movie. Yeah. For me, it was like watching really great theater. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Because I mean, it's all dialogue. Well, yeah. Because also, like, quite literally, there are some scenes where it's just like, okay, the camera is on and you two do these seven pages. Yeah. And then they just have this conversation. It, yeah. It's, oh, God. It's such a beautiful film. It really is. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. Like, I mean, I guess we'll go plot for plot, but I mean, it is. I mean, there's it, not. It's it ha- seems a little antithetical to do that, though, because it's really not a plot film it's yeah. more of like an observation well, of 24 hours exactly well, and less actually yeah less exactly the the plot kind of comes in the more overarching series so that's why i think these are and, and that too i so yeah. i have not seen these films this is my first time watching it uh yeah. so i i i guess i kind of sort of know it's coming up like i'm not these aren't like spoiler-esque no, films you, like it's not that big yeah. of a deal um but yeah, this I do feel like though this movie on its own, of course, very lovely. I do feel like okay, I've watched like Act One now, and this is like I get a yeah. little bit of a break before going in Act Two and it, Act Three. It, it really is, and I think that's why I'm so glad I'm rewatching these movies too. Is coming back after knowing the whole arc and then seeing where they started is really special. I um, feel that way sometimes when I'm watching a movie, and, and this isn't exactly like a good thing or a bad thing, but. Sometimes when I'm watching a movie and like it's it's like one of those movies where like the hero has to go really or the protagonist has to go really far from home. Yeah. Or they get really involved in something. And I have a moment as I'm watching the movie where I think, oh, God, wouldn't it just be nice just to go back to the beginning of this? Yeah. Uh, that's a thing I love about one of my favorite movies is Almost Famous. And that's one of my favorite things about that movie is it feels like a coming home journey. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, like that movie feels like coming home and i yeah seeing these movies again now realizing like knowing their journey kind of and knowing the full plot of yeah. the trilogy is a uh, so sweet yeah i'm actually kind of glad i came into this movie at my age because yeah. first of all i know if i had seen this movie especially like in college or high Ooh, school swoon. I mean... It sets you up for some romantic ideas. Oh, I mean, I would have fallen so far into this. Um, and I think also, like, I would accidentally make this my personality. Like, I would accidentally... Oh, it's so funny, because watching it now, I realized I, I love these movies with no grain of salt. And I thought it was... Like, I took the characters at such... Like, at this age, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. At such face value. And now I see how young... And yeah, I'm a, I'm a little are. judgmental of them. of them. Yeah, but not like in a way that I hold it against no, these characters, no, no. but it, in a way that's like it's endearing. I recognize. Yes, exactly. Like, oh yeah, that's like he's kind of a fucking ass, but in a way that's like ah uh, yeah, but a lot of men are a fucking ass in that way. But right. like he's never an ass in a way to be cruel. He's no, just he's just an ass. Like that's just his personality yeah, exactly. that he's going to point out these like kind of things that it's yeah. like you know it's it's funny. We'll just dive in. It's like. I when he was going on about like the palm reader about like yeah. it's a bunch of oh, bullshit or yeah, whatever, which like he isn't wrong, but um, he was being a dick about it. But it's just so what I found interesting about him, especially, it's like he is the one who initiates like this whimsical like 
Would, run yeah. away with me. Like, and get off this train and, like, join me just for a day. Like, what if you look back in your past and you realize – And, like, that's so, like, whimsy and romantic, which is so funny because, like, he's kind of not that person. Yeah. I Normally, like, this is such a moment of, like, yeah. freedom for him just to, like, believe in, like, yeah. a fairy tale almost in that moment. I do want to get there, but I do think we should start at their meet. Yeah, okay. And go through their journey a little bit. The beginning three minutes of this movie. Oh my god, I love. I love how this incredible. So yeah, they're they're on this train and there's this German couple arguing. Uh, and our two Celeste and Jesse are are sitting and kind of eavesdropping. Uh, they get mad at each other and walk away. The German uh, couple do. Yes, the German couple do. And then uh, we get Jesse's opening line, which what I love about this. And why I'm trying to build up my tolerance for like romantic comedies because Mm -hmm. my issue is so many of those movies start with the meet cute that I look at. I'm like, bullshit, come on. Oh, give me a fucking break. But this feels so real. It does. Especially the connection you make with a stranger when other strangers are acting fucking crazy and you give them the look of like, dude, are you seeing this? And it's like- Yes, actually, I'm glad you made eyes with me because I want to talk to another person about this crazy thing that's going on. And the fact that that's how they meet, like, I love I love when I have those connections they're, with yeah, strangers. Yeah. It's the best way to meet a person, too. It really is. And there's something so, I mean, again, it is like a little bit fanciful. but there, sure. But there is something so real about this meeting of like these two hot, because they are hot. Uh, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And realistically beautiful. Uh, yes. They're not coming off the runway no. these are like two people who Although you would Ju- see julie delphi arguably in some scenes oh, i'm looking de- at her and i'm like oh Jesus for sure Christ. for sure but you know what these are people who you could see at the grocery store yeah and then you look at them and you're like oh wow that's a beautiful person yes you absolutely. know that and yeah. i like to see that on screen uh ethan hawk also has uh like a <laughs> i was thinking about this because i was thinking you know at 23 i was all i was in i was like i would do this i would follow this guy to the end of the fucking world that is so interesting because never for a second in my life but go on <laughs> no but now but now i'm watching and i'm like he has a smarmy look he's like a smarmy 23 oh, and now well, i'm like i find myself like i don't know if i'd follow this guy now well but- right out of the gate when he's like hey i was about to go to the you know lounge or whatever yeah. like do you want to join me and she says yes like right away i was like Oh, that's so cool because I would never. I'd, I would oh. ne- not at any age. I never. I'd be too scared. I I would be scared, but I would do it because in her mind, also she's getting off. They're gonna like it, that's it, true. It's pretty I, I, but harmless. The, it, it's not the circumstances. It's literally just a reflection of me. Sure. And this is kind of the first moment where the movie. This is when I was like truly, truly sucked in because I thought this is so nice. I'm. I get to see now what would happen if I had said yes to more of these kinds of invitations. And not like in a way that is bad, but in actually kind of like, it's a safe way for me to see what would it be like in an ideal world if I said yes to a fucking strange man asking me to do something with him. Yeah, And it's like, I get to live through this, which I think my age plays into this where I think maybe if I was younger, I still in real life would be like, no, 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 no. But I think had I seen this earlier, maybe in future invitations, I would have said yes. Yeah. Uh, if, that, if that makes sense. I guess it does. Because, yeah, I, that doesn't bump me saying yes to that invitation. What, uh, what does and what's so endearing, and I was thinking about when they, so they go to the lounge car and that's when they start having these like really deep 
because they, you just see these two people connect on a yeah they just fall into the they, deeper conversation just yeah, so naturally they, and that's you know like any good date i've been on or like yeah truly you don't even I, realize that yeah. like you're getting there and then you're like oh wow we've been talking for two yeah. hours and we were talking about like some right. real shit yeah yeah and it, it's it's very natural and like true to just like yeah, you you just start talking to a person and they fall into that because I think in in maybe even just Bridget's like realistic mm-hmm. version now that I've like now that I'm older and that I've had scenarios play out. Yeah. Not like but like I I have said yes to following someone and then seeing what they're about. Uh but now I know that whole conversation if there wasn't that immediate connection the whole conversation we'd have be having and the whole time I'd be thinking, like, do I like this guy? Is he cute? Or is that beard a little much? Uh, his teeth yeah. aren't great. Like, I'd be just like, like, hmm, do I actually want to follow this guy? Yeah, I will say, unfortunately, um, well, not unfortunately necessarily, but, like, in terms of falling in love with Ethan Hawke during this film, I know a guy who is so close to this character. Mm-hmm. And my relationship with him is such where, like, I would never even, even if he asked me on a date, I would be like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, absolutely not. Like, just because the friendship and the even working relationship we have is so that, like, yeah, I couldn't possibly. So, like, I will say, personally, that was kind of a bump for me because it was like, he's so beautiful and I do love Ethan Hawke and he's so handsome, but this particular character is like, I feel like I'm watching somebody yeah. that I know and I would never, ever, ever I, be with. Yeah, I also, I think this is also like the cynicism with age is like he's talking about his loftier ideas and they do sound like, and it's good writing, acting, mm-hmm. performing, that they are very much the ideas of a 23-year-old. Yeah, very much so. Uh, and he's just going on and on. And like now I watched that and I didn't think about it much when I was closer to that age. Yeah. Um, and now I'm watching and I'm like, oh, he's a little pedantic. Yeah, uh, uh, but at the time it was very romantic. But I do want to talk about the one conversation they have when he talks about uh, it like sets up the whole Richard Linklater ethos and kind of what this movie is and especially what Boyhood is, is he talks about, she asks him like, yeah, what ideas have you had while riding on the train? You talk about these yes! ideas. And he talks about wanting to do a cable access show where he just has people's feeds for 24 hours. I was, I was like, that's so Linklater. And yeah, it's it sets up like one, I was like, immediately I thought Boyhood, but then I thought even these movies do that where you're just watching people go about their day to day. And he yeah. talks about like the beauty and, and the art, like artistic nature of day-to-day life there's also like a level of voyeurism too where you really are spying on like a very intimate yes there are a couple it's like i'm looking into somebody's memory yeah there there are a couple scenes um in these movies uh and especially this one where you're like it's so intimate that it's almost uncomfortable but it's so beautiful too yeah, it um, feels like I'm I shouldn't be here. Like I, I should I need like these two need some time alone. <laughs> I think especially that scene in um in the listening booth uh when they're in that record store is one of the most romantic scenes. Yes. Me, a cynical hearted person, is is truly one of the most romantic scenes I've ever seen where they're just like and so true where it's like awkward and they don't know what to do and yeah. they're kind of looking so at each other. Actually, and away. so I read uh the New York Times did like an interview between um, Depley, uh, Hawk, and Linklater. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other screenwriter, Kim Kravitz, something like that. Shit. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. IMDb me. Um, but in any case, uh, so it's by Ashley Spencer from January 2020. 
And I have it here. I'm just going to read it directly. Uh, Richard Linklater says about that that scene. Mm -hmm. That's the only time I withheld anything from the cast. The lyrics were in the script, but they had never actually heard the song. So you can see them really listening because they'd never heard that yearning, creaky thing in Kath Bloom's voice yeah. that's so moving. Ethan Hawke says, it's probably my single favorite take of anything I've been involved with. Delpy says, that was really special. It was like magic. And this is what I really liked. Each time I felt Ethan looking away, I would look at him and vice versa. I almost fell in love with him right there, but then Rick said, cut. You see that. Like, they're yes. so they're so in that scene. It's so real. It's so visceral. And not a word is being said. And it's, almost, and it's awkward. It, but it's, it's the right uncomfortable level when you realize I'm about to kiss this person. This yes. person's about to kiss me. Yes. And it's, it's kind of that it's frenetic. And it's, it, there's almost like a little bit of and panic too. And then they don't too. kiss too, yes, which I like which even more. The better part of it. Yeah. It's like this is good because that's the other thing too about a lot of rom-coms is that it's like, okay, they're in love. Okay, when did this happen? On minute 15 of their first date? You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's like move, like love stories in movie, And sometimes it's dramatic and it's, you know, it's Romeo and Juliet. They fall in love immediately, right? Like you could call bullshit on that. Or you could say- well, it's heightened reality. It's drama. Mm -hmm. But in this scenario, it's, it's it's so grounded in a reality yeah. that is recognizable. And it's something that people can watch and say, I remember yes. I had this moment exactly with so-and-so. It's a, it's a whirlwind romance, but it also takes its time in those moments that are really pivotal. Like, uh, it really lets that scene play. It's so good. But I do want to talk. He gets off the train in Vienna. Yes. I'm going to backtrack. He comes back. He gives. We, we, we don't have to stick to the. No, we don't, we don't have to. I do just want to. So it feels important. He gives that great monologue uh, where he recognized what he's doing is creepy. Yeah. Which I appreciate. And then they get off and they start walking in Vienna and they come across the two uh, locals. My favorite characters. My, <laughs> what I wrote down in this moment, this is the first note I took in the movie. If for some reason, which they never will and never should uh, remake this movie. Uh, I really want to be cast, you and me. And I'm not an actor, but I, I think we should play I those parts. I love those guys. And I have to say, I am actively disappointed in our heroes for not going to yeah, see that show. Yeah, fuck them. Honest to God, I was like... You didn't want to see that guy be the cow? I mean, the fact those guys were so nice. They're so charming. And they even, the way they said, "I we're doing a play. I, I invite you. I'm inviting you to see yeah. the show. Like, that's so proper and like so nice. And they didn't like accost them with it. Like, they yeah. started the conversation and they were like, what? we I, happen to have a cool but play. But I think this is another moment of age because they're so young and it's like, okay, yeah, whatever. And I think maybe with age, it's like, <laughs> we're like oh, it's like a little bit more like, well, you know, we should. Yeah. I think that's something, that's something old people do. They do yeah. things because they should. Yeah. And it's a young people trait to do things just because you want to or not do things because you don't want to. Sure. I, think I mean, they, you, do, they do say, oh, we, miss, we never went yeah, to their play. Yeah, of course. But like, I think just as you get older, you become, you feel more and more obligated to do things. Maybe. In part because you, you know what it's like to be on the other end of yeah. it a little bit more. I, I just wanted to talk about those guys. I they were, love. I've never been to Vienna, but I imagine that in my head, that's how everybody in Vienna is. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. The, um, the, I, I, that was a, that was one of those scenes where I was like grinning ear to ear because yeah. I was so charmed by like this interaction they're having. They're, it's so pure. Yeah. It's so innocent. And also like, and they carry this throughout the film. Like they have kind of a sense of like, oh my God, you don't fucking speak German. And like kind of yeah. like this attitude of like, Oh, Jesus. But, you know, fine. I can speak English. You know, like, yeah. that's something that's nice about the movie, too, is that even the supporting characters, this is a movie about saying yes. Yeah. And obviously, the two, these two 
primary characters have to say yes to each other, of course. But like, what would happen in a world where everything you asked for, you got? And every person you interact with was like, yeah, okay, sure, I'll give you the time of day. Or, you know, the palm reader. They could have just said like, oh, no, thank you, no, thank you. Or the palm guy, yeah, never mind. But they say yes. And it winds up giving them kind of like, at minimum, something to talk about, but yeah. at most, a, a memory. Uh, well, I direct you to the 2013 cinema classic uh, starring Jim Carrey and Zoe Deschanel. Yes, ma'am. I don't know if that movie came out in 2013. Jesus Christ. For some reason, I was thinking you were going Eternal Sunshine, but Zoe is not in that movie. She's not in that movie. Um, uh, yeah, but no, but again, like kind of my initial thing where I was like, oh, even going to the lounge, I don't think I would. I'd just be like, dude, I'm reading a book. Leave me the fuck alone. Um, but like the what if what if you just said you kept saying yes and you had a yes attitude and you gave th- not just saying yes, but you gave people and situations. You don't even say yes if he looks like Ethan Hawke. I have turned down beautiful men. I don't know what's it's it's a me. I'm telling you, it fundamentally something is not right with me. I <laughs> if some people may recognize this, I'm a I'm a Capricorn in Venus and my I'm a hard ass when it comes to shit like that. Okay. I just I just live in such a fear that like, oh, you're about to like try to take advantage of me or swindle me or sure. you know. Yeah. Especially like if I was in a foreign country. Yeah. Um I think because he is more the foreigner than she is. And too. that helps. It, I think it oh helps. Oh my God. Did we have this exact conversation about the Fast and the Furious? We literally did where we talked about someone, a woman <laughs> being foreign and a man not being more domestic. And that's why we liked it more. Holy shit. We literally wow. had this. It all comes back. Oh my God. All, Maybe we're talking about Giselle even. I'm not sure. But in, it, any, in any case. It all comes back to the, uh, you know, the cornerstone. Of- yeah. I, you know what? Me, no, I think I belabored this point, but I think if I had seen this movie younger, maybe it would have inspired me to a little to say a little bit yes more. Sure, but you know what? Saying yes more would have led to more hurt. Yeah, uh, uh, these movies make a good point about hurt, though. Yes, and actually, I and watched, like risking being hurt. Yeah, I watched a YouTube analysis, which I normally don't do but i for this one i was like let me see if there's anything good and i watched one um from a page called like stories of old where they actually compared this movie to call me by your name okay and they that my favorite scene in call me by your name is that monologue that the father michael schulberg is that who it is michael schulberg yes for some reason i want to say shannon that's not right that's definitely where he gives that monologue about like I know you're hurting, but this is what life is. Yes. And if, yeah. if you don't take these opportunities to fall in love, like, guess what? You are going to be hurt again mm-hmm. and you are going to love again. And this is like the beautiful thing about life. Yeah. And I think you could put that monologue even in this movie and it's it, it's the same principle I mean, it's, of a, like, it's, a, it's a pretty like universal truth that this movie well, that hits too, on yeah. too. Uh, but yeah, it, it does it in a really beautiful way. Like, especially like the whole time they know... Uh, or this whole movie is building this up as a finite relationship, as just yes. this thing that happened one night, and they're never going to see each other again. And can we talk about the scene where on that the cafe, we're on the boat, and they have the conversation that's yeah. like, "Are we ever going to see each other again?" Yeah, it's such a. It, it's funny because I really like. He says something about. Um, why do we have to think that all relationships last forever? And I, re- yeah. and I really like, even though this movie totally, the 
the overarching before trilogy completely. Oh, I mean, I would like, I know you guys can, are going to see each other again. They, I mean, they, I know they that completely much. eat these words and that ethos, but I think that's such an uh, interesting way to look at relationships because that is true. So, some relationships are finite, and then we end up looking back on them. Even like non romantic relationships, I think of friendships that yeah. I've had that were very meaningful and like very close and. I don't speak to that person anymore just for no other reason that our lives yeah, didn't I, cross. And like, yeah, because I think relationships, I have this idea in my head that relationships have to last forever. Meaningful right. relationships have to last forever. I now look on those, back on those and am sad instead of like, no, that was a really good relationship while it lasted. We just went our separate ways. Yeah. I would like, sometimes my mom would talk to me about like boyfriends she had before my dad. Right. Which yeah. like, you know, Ah, it's a different person yeah yeah yeah, of course but it seems like a whole new person but the thing is like it never weirded me out because some of these should be like oh and he was oh my god i loved him and he was so this that and the other thing and it's like i don't even know how it ended because her memory of that relationship was very nice i've like even from a young age i've always really been in love with that idea of like oh yeah like the fling you know what i mean like oh that summer boyfriend i had or like You know, they just came into my life at the right time and it was never going to work out. And No, but those are still like the people you think about a, yeah, a lot. Yeah, because you know what? If you would Because it never like ended badly. Right. It never ended on bad terms. You just right. couldn't see each other again. Now, I will say on the opposite. Sometimes it is better to end on bad terms because then you get it wistful is. about like the, oh, but we were good. And it Well, we and also there's stupid. there's more of a you're not left holding the bag of good memories and what couldn't could have been. That's the... the uh, not anticipation, the um, expectations. Yeah. Or like and, the, what you dream of, of like what could have been. Of course, that's all just like in the yeah. air. You know, who knows where those chips would have landed. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it, it's it's funny because I like that idea so much. And that's what a lot of this movie is like propelling on is the idea that they're just having this kind of like uh, whirlwind. I really want to find another word that's not whirlwind in this podcast. Yeah, I mean, um, but it, it is. I mean, it's it a is. dream. Like, it, yeah. it feels like it, a dream. This, like, crazy night. And that's probably also because of that. A lot of the reason she says yes, because if you're already this far, you're just going to keep saying yes and yeah. keep living this experience uh, that's really nice. And, like, you keep fall. It, it's kind of a trap where you keep saying yes and falling deeper and having these deeper connections with this person uh, until... They they make a deal until at, time yeah. literally just runs out. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so sad and sweet, but yeah, I want to go back to the uh, the fortune teller scene because that is such a good scene. I love that scene. I loved her. I I loved her. I loved uh again watching this in hindsight, having had arguments and like serious arguments and relationships, and having little things that bug you and mm-hmm. you don't say it at the time you just like let the person be an asshole and not say it and that i love because i forgot that it came up again i forgot that she brings it up again and yes. said that that bothered that, yeah, me yeah that was the thing that was like you were kind of harsh back there yeah because i think also i was um i think i saw myself as like because i get that that like 23 i want to be cynical but i'm doing it at the cost of everybody around me yeah it's like not knowing when to shut up yeah yeah. yeah. uh not knowing that you're bumming out the entire room you just think your idea is so important and yeah that you're everyone just agrees so busy with you. being smart you haven't checked in to see, see like, is like this landing yeah exactly does anyone agree with me or like what are we yeah, talking about he's an asshole in such a like real way that yes. like a lot of guys 
but even just like young people, like certainly I, I, I don't want to put that on just guys because I've definitely done that where I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you bummed everybody out. Like we were having a nice time and then you had to go on this weird, yeah, like we, you know, she myopic this thing. whole like, you know, mystical thing and then like pop. Yeah. That and was she, and she, shit. Yeah. yeah. And she does call him out later and he's yeah. like, Mr. Like, I have to kiss you right now. And like, yeah, exactly. Get off like the he's the one who like introduces like this yeah. whimsy to her. And then it's like, it's funny that there are moments where he's like, yeah, but I mean, that's horseshit though, right? It's like, yeah. you're the one spending the whole rest yeah. of your time in Vienna with a woman you just met. But On it's a train, all, yeah. how romantic is that? Yeah, but it's also so uh, indicative of their relationship and without trying to spoil it, like how their relationship plays out, why these people work well together and why there's so much fire and tension between yeah. them. And they have so much to talk about because they have a lot in common, but ultimately like he falls for her. He's very much a guy who... And it's of that generation, I think, of that Gen X. And, the, and Richard Linklater is the Gen, Gen X. X. Yeah. X Where it's just yeah. like, I don't like artifice. And that's what I'm going to yes. lead with. And she... Even the atheism they talk about later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she is an artist. Yeah. Uh, she's studying at the Sorbonne. She's an artist. So it's and a she guy- looks... Like an angel. Like a, yes. Yeah. Uh, literally when he said Botticelli, I'm like, yeah, literally her yes. face is the face of a Renaissance yeah. statue. Yeah. She's so goddamn beautiful in this yeah. movie. Uh, and throughout. And, oh, I mean, she's beautiful, period. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so like there is that conflict where they have a lot to talk about because they both like like to think about things deeply and kind of have these artistic views. But his thing is so about like everything needs to be tainted with the light of harsh reality and yeah. she's very much like i followed you off a train here yeah it's you it's quite at, like, literally philosophy because this is where like art science and logic come together yeah and it's uh and she's kind of representing maybe like left brain and he's more a little bit right and yeah. this is how we work together as human beings and it's also like i think a very like a thing that uh, again i was able to reflect on a little bit more that you have these ideas are things that have been put in your head that you want to believe you want to believe you're this cynical person who doesn't fall for bullshit and yeah. sees right through all this bullshit um but at the same time you're falling in love with someone or willing to go yeah, on this and what journey. could be bigger bullshit than like falling in love with a person such bullshit yeah i mean that's like uh, the corniest stupidest fucking thing in the world to do and but it's happening yeah. and that's that's the truth that's reality yeah, uh, love, falling in love is so embarrassing, but it is yeah. like what you do. Yeah, uh, and yeah, his like unwillingness and stubbornness and recognizing that is very like I think a twenty three year old guy, especially. Yeah, but I don't definitely. Think, I, I don't think women are innocent. I certainly wasn't. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, um, I will just like a quick note about the fortune teller, and then we can move on. Um, I really paid attention to what she was saying. Because I was kind of like, as an audience member, like, yeah, is she like a bunch she, of bullshit? Or yeah. like, what is she, you know? Um, and what I think is an interesting choice is that she kind of starts off with a bunch of bullshit. Like, you're an yeah. adventurer. You're a secret. It's like, well, yeah, she's obviously from out of town. Like, of yeah. course. But then, like, she makes that, oh, my God, what does she say to him? That's like, and you're... You're lost. Uh, oh, Christ. She used a word to describe him that was like... Anyway, yeah, it, I thought it was I thought it was an interesting choice that like kind of half of what she says is like, I mean, yeah, that's like big bullshit, whatever. Yeah. By the time it wraps up, it is a little bit like, oh, but she's made some points here. Like that's actually yeah. like quite a keen observation. And so it's it's a moment for me at least of ambiguity, which I think this movie weaponizes ambiguity yeah. for 
all the right I reasons. I mean, yeah, because that's the dramatic tension in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and I, I appreciate, because I think also like love is very ambiguous. Relationships are very ambiguous. Yeah. I mean, this is like the biggest beast about dating a person is that the time spent away from them, you might be thinking like, okay, when he made that comment about my blah, 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 right. like was that, like what the fuck was that even about? And yeah. it's like, okay, it wasn't that big of a deal. But it, it you know, like that kind of like yeah. fill in the gaps kind of drives you crazy, which I'm glad that, like, the movie doesn't, yeah, you know, torture you so much, but it's a, it's a nice layer you, you of ambiguity. You see it, again, you see it in that that listening booth scene where they're both, like, they're afraid to make well, eye contact. Well, I mean, did they or did they not have sex? Yeah, you, you see it, and you see it in that uh, negotiation she yeah. has with herself about, like, should I, because then he's just going to see me like this instead of, like, what do I want to do? Yeah. Um. Starting back up again. Um, yeah, I was I was watching that scene too. And I, because it's been a while since I've seen these movies, um, I did have a thought because I couldn't, I couldn't remember. I, I remember I was like, yeah, he's kind of an asshole in this moment. I don't think I saw that when I first watched it. And you know what? I do think that is maybe something that comes with and, age because it's that like, well, now that I've met a hundred men like this. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Because that. it's also like, it's 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 just when I when I recognize things from my own relationship that sure, I'm just like yeah. I don't like that yeah. and now I know this I've had enough hindsight and have enough experience to know that that I call that out but I yeah. think at the time I I am I would have been that big of an asshole and I was really interested to see after seeing that I was like is she ever gonna be as big of an asshole in this movie as he was in that moment. Not that he was a giant ass in that moment. No, no, no. He yeah, was, he just, was like the right amount for like a he, good he guy. Was, he yeah. was the level of asshole where if your friend was doing it, you kind of nudge me like fucking asshole, and you, right. you like maybe kind of laugh at it. Like oh, right, come yeah. On. It, it's not yeah. like a, it's not by any means a deal breaker, but it's just like, no. And I don't, I don't hate him. Yeah. Like that's no. for that's for sure. No, uh, but I, I was like holding out. I was like, does she do anything like that? Uh, and I don't think she does. Well, she's very sincere. She's very sincere. She really does believe I think that is, in like life, truly. Yeah, and I think that was the one thing about this movie that, and I would say, I mean, it's obviously I'm going to rewatch them, uh, but it, it's the one thing I would say is missing from this movie and these movies um, is that her... I, I would like I would have liked to see her be a little bit more complex uh, yeah. than this uh, because she, her fault I guess is being too much of a romantic. Or it too, is it is borderline manic like pixie, pixie dream yeah. girl. Yeah, uh, but not even manic. It's just pixie dream girl. Uh, yeah, no, she's yeah yeah because uh, yeah she's not really flawed in any way other than like she's just kind of saying yes and going along with what he says i and it is an issue her like romanticizing everything sure later in these movies but that is kind of like a uh i don't know i i feel like that's a either a standard issue with men writing women is well, that yeah, how they so see them so actually it's funny you bring that up cuz kim krizan is yeah. the other writer right. on this film and uh in my readings uh apparently like Richard Linklater had this idea, which, by the way, do you know about this? The real life woman no. who inspired these films? No. Oh, I should have written, I should have taken better notes because I thought you knew this. So basically, uh, this is from Recall. So if you have some details wrong, please. Um, he was in like Philadelphia 
And he was like about to catch a train, I think, back to New York. And he was like just kind of killing time at a toy store. And there was a woman there who was kind of waiting outside. And they got to talking and her name was Amy. And she was like, yeah, I'm just waiting for my sister to finish up shopping, whatever. This sounds familiar. Yeah. So anyway, they kind of had one of these days where he was like, well, I only have so much time. Like, do you want to hang out? Like, you don't Mm -hmm. seem to be enjoying yourself here. So they did. And uh, they actually like swapped numbers and, you know, tried to keep in touch best they could, but they really didn't. Uh, like in 2000 something, I think before, before Sunset came out, Mm -hmm. some, one of Amy's friends was able to get in touch with Richard Linklater and was like, Hey, I've just seen like before sunrise. I know you got before sunset coming out. Amy died in a (gasps) car crash at the age of 25, like something like two weeks before they started filming before sunrise. Oh my God. And the whole time. I have chills. No, I, I can see. I felt bad because you were smiling and you were so entranced by the, by the story. And he hadn't known that whole time. Oh my God. That's. Yeah. And I mean, they had like their moment. And like I said, like things just kind of fizzled out between them naturally. Right. But uh, that's really. That's but still... the premise that like was kind of on the fact that like, yeah, I had this moment. It was so beautiful. I want right, to capture yeah. that. And she died like in a motorcycle accident. That's awful. Super young. She never got to see the movie because again, they were filming while she was right. having like a yeah. goddamn funeral. Um, anyway, I yeah, it's not like it's it's kind of amazing actually, but also like one of the most tragic things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And I wish like this woman knew like you inspired like three of the most beautiful films yeah. ever made. Um, but I bring up this other writer specifically because Richard Linklater knew when he was writing this movie, yeah. it was going to be between a man and a woman. He was like, I need a woman I, yeah. to fill me in on this. So not only was um, Kim Krizan the screenwriter also, but um, Delpy, and I keep yeah. telling her that because I can't remember her first name. Julie. Julie, yeah. Uh, you know, Julie and Ethan like basically rewrote this whole fucking yes. film. Yes, no, I do know that, that they um, had like a big say. But, but yeah, I mean, this is the difference between... I think like an actor writing and a writer writing because when I write, I, I'm very dialogue forward because of yeah. course I'm thinking as an actor mm-hmm. versus like to your point, yeah. well, like where's like a little bit more grit, maybe a little bit more complexity, yeah. maybe a little bit more depth. I, I, I think I just think because I don't, I don't know. This movie is so, um, it rings so true to me so mm-hmm. many times as like fanciful as it is. Uh, the dynamics of a relationship and two people falling in love and making a connection and like where their flaws are and how they deal with the flaws. Like even when she brings up um, him being an asshole at the to yeah. the fortune teller, he, she does it in such a real way to me to a 23 year old. Yeah. Um, in that like he asks, she says it, she doesn't like go for him yeah. at it. Like it's kind of brought up. But in- maybe the age is why she doesn't have some of that like, cynicism because she I, is i think so i'm young saying this, and yeah yeah I, that's why i'm interested to watch the other movies like i know she does get you know ever they do show like her getting harder but there's never um i don't know i just feel like i it, it's hard to explain because what i'm asking is for like a lot of nuance that we don't normally see but i think sure. i think it's uh i i think about this with female characters even in like these you know hyper artful movies or even uh, something not so much like that's still I feel like something we're missing in a lot of movies and TVs is like though a woman being an asshole in a very specific 
not super cutting deal breakery crazy yeah, way yeah but in a way that like women in relationships uh can be like people not yeah, even women not, just not people. in this movie but i there have been times where i've been watching something and a man will say something to a woman and i will think like i would never leave that statement untouched like i would have said i would have piped up immediately like what the fuck did you just say or something else you know what i mean like yeah. No, I mean, I, I think it's very true that like the little it's just the little ways people are assholes in relationships where it's not like we said, it's not a deal breaker. It's not anything egregious. It's just like, hey, you're being an asshole in that yeah. moment. Like there definitely been moments like that and probably even more when I was that age where I just didn't want to bring it up or didn't know or was afraid to or yeah. like didn't know or didn't want to start a fight or anything, especially if you're just on this like what you think is a couple hour date with this person yeah it's not worth being like hey here are your flaws right but i i do i i wish i saw something in in seeing these movies that is like a little more nuanced from her other than just like her being too much of a romantic yeah i would say my counter argument to that is that like i feel like i'm watching a memory yeah and in your memory of people especially people you love do you remember they're not so positive traits you know what sure. i mean like what light do we put people in from our past and in different stories. We're yeah. like, you know, maybe a story about a friend I have, like, oh my God, they were the problem that day. But, but in another story, it's like, oh, thank God for them, yeah. you know? I, I think it's definitely something to track as we watch these movies. I think it will be like an interesting uh, just thing to come back to. Not that it's like a flaw of this movie. It's just, yeah, it, it's something that watching these movies made me think of like, I don't know. Uh, I don't think that aspect in this relationship is ever like explored like yeah uh i don't know is, is she truly this just like fanciful person i mean in her... i'll find out we'll find out <laughs> we'll find out together uh i also really love the scene where ethan hawk describes that quaker wedding that he went to yes and i made me think do Ooh, do i want a quaker wedding well did you see he starts to stare at her yeah and she turns away and he still stares at her uh -huh. and it, it felt like in that moment he was almost testing like how long could we look at each other? Could we yeah. look at each other for an hour? Could we be Quaker married in this church right now? Yeah. And the fact that I, I felt like she was almost like, this is too intense. Yes, absolutely. Like she kind of cut that moment uh, short. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole time I was like, do I want to get Quaker married? That sounds intense. intense. but very romantic. Very romantic. Yeah. I mean, there's that great and scene. And private too, because I think yeah. that's something that like, even though I'm a total showman, I do think like, damn, I got to say like all these like really intimate vows and like yeah. kiss this person in front of everyone I know. Like, oh. I think about that about uh, proposals a lot nowadays that they're like set up to be social media events. And yeah. I'm like, I, I don't yeah. know. Like there, there's something so nice about how private I would, I would, I've even been thinking like for the longest time, I always thought it'd be cool to have like a photographer hidden somewhere so you can have the photo. I know so many Actually, people I don't. I want think that. I'd rather just be proposed to yeah because don't you want that moment where you're just like alone in it yeah i'd rather tell the story because yeah. truly the photo is one thing but that's what's fun and when your friends get engaged it's like well so we went right. to lunch you know what i mean like that is like you, what i'm excited don't you to know hear. so many people who like get engaged and like there's a whole thing planned and there are a million fucking people there yeah, i mean yes and no yeah i don't know that many people have gotten engaged though to be fair sure um i um, didn't go to one of those high schools <laughs> I, yeah, um, that's fair. Uh, one of those high schools where people get engaged. Yeah, I know. No, no, no. Um, 
Uh, I also Ethan Hawke tells that horrible story about his friend. Yeah, his oh atheist my friend. God, that would that that's more of a red flag that he's friends with someone like that. Uh, and the fact that he thinks that's a funny story to tell. Well, he says yes. I'm glad that she says that's not funny. That's, that's yeah. Cr- that's cruel. No. Well, he does. He does say like this, this is, is terrible. A, this yeah. is a terrible story. But I would have like chewed that friend out for doing yeah, that. I, I that's a horrible story. Someone, I wouldn't be laughing telling that story. I would be like disgusted. No, like, can I'd you be believe like, he and did I that? don't talk to this person anymore. Yeah. Is how that story ends. If but you know, what? if you're trying to recall what we're talking about, Ethan Hawke tells a yes. story about um, an atheist friend of his that sounds just like the worst Bill Maher atheist in and the I world. And I do think though, and that- he has that in him. He has yes. that. Quali- that's that quality at the fortune teller that we didn't like. Or I'm even like, the poet, because that's another moment of the ambiguity of like, do we yeah. want to believe that this poet like wrote this out of thin air? Yeah. Or do we want to believe like, he just kind of put that word in. To yeah. a poem like, like, I bet he's written a thousand times. Yeah. Yeah. And like, maybe you're right, but like, let the moment happen, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, his friend, he tells a story of his friend who's an atheist who uh, takes out a hundred dollar bill in front of a homeless man and asks, do you believe in God? And the homeless man says, yes. And so he throws a hundred dollar bill no he just drives off he, he just drives he oh just, right oh he says like wrong answer that's wrong. what he says wrong answer and drives and he off. tells that story like i mean he does say this is a terrible story yeah he doesn't like but he does say it in a way that's like he's kind of like, laughing like oh god can does, you believe this he happened? does say it in a tongue-in-cheek like he knows it's not a good thing but like that's truly awful and i think right but after that they run into that poet who writes them uh, yeah, I think so. Um, or right I, before or during while he was writing the poem. I think it happens like in that in that scene. I don't know. When, I, don't, I can't remember yeah. the order about the church and the poet or whatever. I will say, though, like, given that this is 95, I feel like that brand of atheism was like still kind of like. Radical oh, it was hot. And, like, yeah. 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 Versus now it's like, OK, like what you want to fuck an award? Like, yeah. Congratulate. You you figured it out. God isn't real. Well done. Yeah. Good good job. Right. And anybody who is who does want to believe that is an affront to you. Right. Right. Uh, it's like um, it's truly. I mean, it, it, it happens both ways. Too. Uh, oh, absolutely. Listen, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. If you're if you want to be the high minded intellectual, yeah. then like leave people alone. Um, but yeah, it's it's the exact way that he. I mean, the movie keeps coming back to it. The exact like weird way that he kind of like he doesn't want to put up, even if it doesn't hurt anything or just adds to the moment yeah. or the air that he he's unwilling to have that or let that go. Well, he's very protective of his emotions. Ideas. Yeah, and yeah, like just the things that are close to him, like. He shirks off the love question very early on. Right. It's obviously like very, pulling teeth when yeah. he tells a story about like, I literally just got my heart broken. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Um, Oof. And which, what? Oh, man. When he said that thing that was like, the thing is about getting, you think about all the people you've dumped and you don't ever think about them. Yeah. And that's how I know that person is thinking about me. How little they And I got to say, I was, I've had one relationship, one like actual boyfriend and I dumped him. Yeah, I never even cried about it. Yeah. I literally just like, I mean, you're just not here anymore, so that's the end of that. Yeah. Um and I was like, oh. F- yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Uh people don't think about me. God yeah. damn it. Uh that I and also, yeah, both of uh both of their heartbreaks are so uh I don't know, they're they're not that unique, I guess. I mean, they're they're painful. Well, but I, very, I think like, the stories are both like very heightened. They're very, they're very heightened, yeah. and uh, but they they fit them so well that she kind of like yes. fell he- head over heels and let herself run away. 
um, with this romance that wasn't a thing. And that's very painful. And like, I can tell, and we all know a million people yeah. who that's happened to. Uh, and we've all probably done we've, that. We've done that ourselves. Yeah. Um, I do think it's interesting that like, he is so protective about like this whole like Madrid story, whatever, that it is a little bit like when it comes up, like, will you come back to Europe to see me? It's like, wow. Yeah. Is this guy willing to risk yeah. again flying all this like fucking halfway around but the But he's the world. one who brings it up. Yeah. 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 He's the and one who says, I'll come back here. Yeah. 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 It's like really kind of. Yeah, remarkable that it's 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 magic. Really, is what it is. It really, that, like, yeah. You would be willing to go through this, like with the risk that you know, like you've already been through the worst version of how yeah. this could go. Like maybe this could be the best version then. Yeah. Uh, no, it shows that he is a romantic, even for all of his like. Yeah. Having for I mean, we see it throughout the whole movie, but he's so like unwilling to budge on his idea of himself or what he thinks his ideals are. Yeah. Um, that any he's unwilling to contradict himself. Yes. In any way, even though he constantly does it mm -hmm. uh throughout the entire movie. Can uh, we talk about the scene where they go into that restaurant and they call each other on the phone and they role play oh like each other's God. friends? Because I love I... that. And I thought if I Next time I'm dating somebody and it's like maybe third or fourth date and it's like, okay, actually like things are happening. I would love to play that scenario yeah. out because isn't that like such a fundamental curiosity when you're dating a person is like, do their friends know about me? Like, what are they saying about me behind my back? Yeah. Or like, you know, I speak so highly of them to my friends. Like, do they reciprocate that? Right. You know, it not that I'm like hung up about like. What is he saying about me? But like that is just kind of a curiosity you have about it's, the person that yeah. you're seeing. It's and like how would how would another person describe you to another person? It's also so vulnerable that they do that. That scene is because like, yes. they like play those those out, and she goes like way further than she yeah. has to I in mean, describing they, him. They themselves kind of talk about this, but the brilliance of having a a relationship that has an expiration date like this, it, mm -hmm. it you really can just like be full throttle. Yeah. Like, I mean, we might as well put it on the table because, like, we may never see each other again. Yeah. No. It, it, so, like, let's just open ourselves up to this possibility. Again, like, it's the guaranteed yes. Like, if yeah. everything was going to work out perfectly, yeah. how would you live your life? How would you approach it's, relationships? It, it's really, like, such an incredible way to start a relationship. Is yeah. Just, just like, say, like, listen, we're going to get married one yeah. day. So, with that in mind, why don't we just be very honest yeah, and open they, for another? Yeah, they kind of both, like, get into this tacit agreement that we're going to get deep. And they they clearly already have such a – there there's something already there. There's yeah. that spark that they just, like, keep fanning. Um it's so good. I also do want to go back to that uh, Julie, uh, that sex scene, or I, I or maybe not, or maybe not. I, 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 I say don't know. I say they did. I thought it was pretty. Uh, you know what? I figured you would say that. I, I thought it was pretty obvious that they did. So I say no, I because Richard Linklater even spoke to the fact that like this is like a big question that people have about the movie, and so like he purposely left it ambiguous. And we do see like the next day, like her little undershirt of that dress was off, but like. I think they definitely look like they had sex. They're like a well, little I bit, think it's but they also were up all night. Well, so. I, to me, I think it's one of those things where they like obviously fell asleep in each other's arms. Mm. Um, I also can easily say like, well, she took the shirt off because she got pity. Like, I mean, yeah. how many how many hours in a row yeah, yeah. are you wearing a shirt well, yeah, before it's I, like, I, I just like take the fucking shit off? I, yeah, no, I, I heard when even I said like they looked disheveled and I was like, well, yeah, they'd been up all night. They and, slept literally in a in park. park. Yeah. Which uh, is also another reason why I don't think they had sex. Because even though this is like a whimsical dream, 
I mean, how often are you like just fully fucking in public like that? <laughs> I mean, I, I do think. Like, I don't know. Maybe in Vienna, it's a little different. I but... do think this is a movie where that's like totally fine and on the table. Sure. Where but that doesn't I, but I say no, mainly because I liked her reasoning that it's like, if we have sex, then the story is, oh, yeah, I picked up this French chick and I took her out and we fucked. But here's the thing. It, uh, I was thinking, I, you know, that scene still, I think, at 23 and now at 28 uh is still like that's so far away i know uh, right but, but it, in a, like, but, but in also in a bigger maturity, way yes, yes. It, it it is yeah um uh yeah that's still really like that that negotiation she has out loud still is hits home yeah so, and i'm glad they talked through it too because it's like yeah it, this this should be discussed i know yeah it's, which is uh, another thing about a lot of romantic or like rom-com movies where it's like Sometimes it's like, okay, can you two just like talk like a little bit about like right. what is happening instead yeah. of just like constantly fucking each other, constantly yelling at each other. You know what I mean? Like there has to be a scene yeah. where you two have a conversation um, about stuff. Yeah. And it's it because like also they get they get touchy and I, you know, this, this is ultimately a movie about women and men and their relationships and yeah. like how – how compatible they are. They had this conversation a lot. She gets heated and wants to stop talking about it at one mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Um, and it, I like how she said, we could talk about this forever. And couples like us have had this conversation. Yeah. Over and over again. Um, like, yeah, truly. And I think that's such a good, the, the scene in the park where she's negotiating whether to have sex is such a good, um, and kind of encapsulation of that issue of like, yeah, we're having this nice time and like, I am falling for you and there's a connection here and it's real, but I am afraid this was all like, there's always going to be that fear that this was all a game or a trick or the minute yeah. that I, and, and, and that I, I stopped being an intellectual to you or, you know, someone yeah. you connect with not necessarily. Yeah. I guess I kind of touched on a primal fear that I have where like, yeah, it, it, it runs when, really and, deep. and this is another reason why I say no to so many men, because there's just, I, even though I know this is like the nature of life, there's just something weird to me about a man coming up to me, a stranger, and already he's done the math of like, I would fuck you. Right. And now he's talking to me and he's trying to fuck me. And it's like, you don't even know I my mean, name. But, but she does say, I decided I'd sleep with you oh, sure. when I when I got off that train. And she has a point that like, if they got- Yeah, I mean, if they there, got there off, has to be a sexual attraction there. She makes a like a point that I thought like, and I was like, yeah, I would do the same thing. If they got off that train and got a motel room, or a hotel room, or a hostel, or whatever. Which is how that would happen in real life. In real life. Uh, they would immediately go to a bar, they'd get drunk, and then they would buy Or even just like off the train, just go get a hotel room. Yeah. Uh, because the that calculation has already been made, but the fact that they didn't form this deeper connection, now she doesn't want to ruin that. Yeah. Uh, Which, again, I think, you know, maybe this is fucked up. I mean, part of the reason why I don't think they had sex is because I think, why would they need to see each other again? Couldn't they just say like, we literally had a whole relationship. Yeah, well, I think well, I think it's sad if they don't honestly uh because yeah, I mean, maybe it's uh me being a ro- but like a romantic in whatever way I am, I don't see myself in one at all. Uh in any in any Yeah, cuz I'm here saying like Yeah, cuz like the sex would make it something else. But you're saying the sex wouldn't make it romantic. Um or you just know, be solidifying I, their physical connection because I, they've solidified their yeah, emotional think, and mental connection. Well, I, I just kind of think it'd be a shame that uh, that's what's holding them back from doing something they clearly want to do. Mm. 
it's kind of that those dynamics are still like, even when you have this very deep connection with someone, you can't escape that dynamic of, will this yeah. ruin it all? Because um, I a hundred percent get where she's coming from, and if they don't have sex, like I I understand. Yeah, and that. what I like too is that he gets it too. Like he, he's he's quick to agree. Like yeah, I, I see your point there. <laughs> no, yeah, and that and that's what's like a little heartbreaking, and maybe something like where you just can't get around with the dynamics between men and women. Uh, yeah, this constant like tension of like we could fuck, right? Um, or yeah, and just how those relationships are set up that it, it's set up to be seen like women have to be so on their guard and like yeah. calculate every decision they're going to make. And so far it seemed like she hadn't and she was just going with the flow and letting this all happen. And that like to have to put the pause on that yeah, in such a way because uh, men uh, throughout history and time and forever have uh, seen women as sex prizes. Yeah. Um, even if that's not true with him, it's still, it's still unavoidable. Well, the thing she said about, um, like, I, I want to like, and also if we had sex, I'll miss you. I, but she's going to miss him anyway. That's a bullshit argument to me. No, I, I think that is a very, what she talked, I heard her exactly because I know exactly what she means because because I remember what it's like to wake up with someone next to me. I remember what their skin feels like, the smell. Like I I actually, I hear her 100% and I, I, I'm with her on that tenfold because yeah, I've been on plenty of dates where it's been like, okay, this is, we're, we're just having conversation and like that's the end of no, that. No, but they kissed and, and there's clearly something more there already. Like they, they've made out very intensely. No, but I, she, I mean, of course she's going to miss him whether or not they have sex, but I understand what she means. I'm going to, miss you physically i'm gonna remember how you feel inside of me like that is how intimately she's talking about missing a person where it's like i'm not just gonna miss being around you i'm gonna miss the way you feel on top of me which is a a much more visceral yeah uh wistful feeling and and more painful of like i know how good that felt i yeah i i still i don't know because i i i've I mean, they also could very well have had sex. I just, the way I, I saw yeah, that scene was... I've, I've had that play out both ways. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. And I, you know... It works either way, truly. I, yeah, so I, I don't know if I personally buy that argument. I just, I think there's something very sad, which is true if they don't, if she like has to... There, I mean, it's just a sad truth of life that there has to be that block. Yeah. Um. And I think because I swept up in the romance of this movie, I like, I thought that they did. Uh, I let myself think that they did forever. You know what, actually? I think I'm a little bit fucked up because I know this relationship is a little bit long term. Mm-hmm. And I do know, of course, the golden rule of wanting to be in a relationship for a long time. You don't have sex on the first date. <laughs> and I know like a lot of long relationships that have turned into marriage that have turned into a lifetime of togetherness are relationships where like sex is delayed. No, that's not that's not true for all relationships and all people. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like that is kind of the philosophy. I mean, you, you've you heard of that shit, right? That like, Of course I heard. I, I don't... Like, have you ever heard someone say, like, I'm really serious about them, so, like, we haven't had sex yet? Yeah, and I and I get that, and that's someone's choice. It just, in that moment to me, it read that she really wanted to have sex with him, and... Oh, uh, I, I really thought she was truly in doubt. I, I, I felt her uh, trying to rationalize not. 
doing mm. it. I think she really wanted him in that moment and uh, had all these kind of intellectual anxieties. Yeah, I kind of saw it as more like, well, the inevitable conclusion is we have sex right now, but like, I truly don't even know if that's what this is or like if this yeah. is what it's a culmination. Um, to go back a little bit, what pre the precursor of that scene is actually, I think my favorite scene in the movie, when they go to the bar. Oh, at the pinball plate where they're no, talking? No, no, She says, I'm going to steal the glasses and you get the bottle of wine. Oh, yeah. There's no way that bartender gives him that wine. That interaction, That's though, the most romantic part of that movie is that bartender yes, giving the yeah, wine. I was just going to say, I was grinning ear to ear and I thought there was something so beautiful. He gives the bottle of wine and like to he, the bartender gives the calculation of like, hot girl, desperate guy. Yeah, man. If I were you, I'd fuck her too. Here, have the best night of your life, is what he says. I, yeah. And what I what I love is that for the bartender, it's like <laughs> chicks, hell yeah. <laughs> but when he says have the best night of your life, Ethan Hawke literally is yeah. having the best I night think, of his life. I do think the bar. Why I think that scene, like I don't know. I think the bartender sees it. I think that that's the most why I said it's the most romantic scene in that movie is that even the bartender is buying into their. Little love I, I think the bar, the way I saw it was like the bartender was like a little bit skeevier than like Ethan Hawke is like, it's a li- like yeah. for him, it's like not really about the romance. It's about the like, yeah, two people. Come on. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Because get- I, I don't think the bartender, if that's what he's thinking, gives him a bottle of wine. I think he's like, no. Fuck oh, you. no. To me, I saw that as like, man, a man. Hell yeah. Here you go. Yeah. And I, and I like the exchange of like, to me, this is how I read it. The exchange of like the bartender's intention versus Ethan Hawke's intention. I thought it's such a nice, like, yeah. and again, that line where he's definitely implying like, oh, dude, fuck the shit out of her. <laughs> but really, what's more true to the plot, what's more yeah. true to Ethan Hawke is like, no, literally, I want you to have the best night of your life. Yeah. And again, another, I mean, perhaps another I moment mean, of ambiguity yeah. of like, well, what's the intention behind giving the wine? Is he really like, I right. believe in love and I believe in what you're doing and I see that and I shake your hand and here's a bottle of wine or, <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck this fucking Here, bitch. Hell yeah, totally. Thing, in my, watching that scene, I'm like, there's no way this bartender gives him this bottle of wine. Are you kidding me? That bartender's going to throw him out. Oh, and, definitely not. And yeah, I definitely think, in no real world would this happen. No. Maybe maybe, ni- maybe the, the 90s were a lot nicer than we But that's think. why I think like that is the most romantic, still in a silly way, the most romantic scene of the movie yeah. that like... In the bar, because I don't think the bartender gives him the wine if he's just like, oh, you just want to fuck this girl? No, buy a drink. Oh, It'll to, do the to same me, thing. it's literally the exact opposite because That's I so think it's a man looking I at get a what man you're saying. like, fuck yeah. I get what you're saying. But if he I- was just like, oh yeah, I just want to take this girl out. I don't even know if we're going to have sex tonight, but like, I'm really into her. We've had this conversation all day and we're so in love. I think he would be like, all right, bullshit. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. I see that too. I, because I, I do also think that the bartender has to know like well she's stealing something right now which yeah. to be fair like bar glasses yeah bitch that costs sure. like 10 cents like, yeah they, they get stolen every night yeah. by the truck load. and broken like it's uh, not that big of a deal yeah i think well the, i mean either anyway splice it it's still i, I think love that, yeah that i think also that scene works both ways and that's what's cool about now, it no like, i don't like that they litter i don't either that they leave those glasses in the park yeah it's a beautiful image like at that last montage where they're showing all the places where they've been, that's gorgeous. But it is a little bit like, come on. Yeah. You stole the bottle of wine. You stole those glasses. The minimum thing you can do is find a receptacle. I mean, yeah. come on. Folks, I mean, come on. In the 90s. The 90s. I mean, this is where Gen Xers fucking failed as cool as yeah. they think they are. No. They're not doing um, right. But then they have that, they're walking in the morning and they come across that 
person practicing that instrument oh and they God. dance. Kill it's me. so sweet. God damn. It's so sweet. So nice. And I also like Ethan Hawke says like, oh, sh- we're back in real time. Yeah. Like kind of the disappointment of like. Yeah. Which Sun's is, up. Which yeah. is funny because I have left many bars, clubs, and et cetera to walk into morning. Har- harsh daylight. And I, and I feel the same way where I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's 6 a.m. It's happened? not Saturday night. It's Sunday morning. It's Sunday. Morning. I have to start caring about what the hour it is. The Lyft driver tells me good morning when I get yeah. in the car. Well, it's also like oh, real time. You have to start because ca- like he has to catch a train. You have to start caring about what time it is again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, like have, you to, have to. The, the, the ticking clock is now like actually ticking. Yeah, and no. it's sad, but uh, yeah, I mean, then they get to the train station. And, and I cried, of course. Not like, <laughs> but like tears came out of my eyes, yeah. but it was kind of a happy cry. Uh, yeah, I mean. Even, even if I forget that the other movies exist and I definitely know that they're going to see each other again, there's just something so like pure about their goodbye. I like that they like really feverishly like kiss each other like oh, they yeah. really like go after I, the, each other the, the kisses in this movie the one i when their first kiss is like a little awkward like it, they, they it's kiss, a passionate they kind of kiss like teenagers they, in that well, way yeah not that i look really, at teenagers they kiss, kiss like but. it's the first time you're kissing someone where you're like trying to figure out how to sync up with them yeah don't uh, really know there's always where like their mouth little, is gonna land yeah, yeah. and uh that second time at the train station that they kiss it's feverish and yeah. like they know each other well, and also uh, they repeat that uh, they're like goodbye. Thing. I love that. And when Ethan Hawke says later and then kisses her, nothing hotter in the world than that yeah, for some reason. Yeah. For some reason, him saying later was the hottest thing in the well, world. Well, where I was really like, I am in love is when they're trying to figure out what to say because neither one of them want to say, I love you. Yeah. So it's like, this is it. Well, I, uh, you know, um, I know, and you, yeah, and you too, uh, yep. and it's like it, it, like they're saying it, like it's in the parenthetical, in between every uh, mm, I, and like even kind of like a well, I mean, you know, and yeah, I know, and you know, it's like, yeah, just say it. I know, that, yeah, the tension of that never stops. But t- it feels like if one of them had said, "I love you," it would be like. Okay, well, that's not really oh, the, the moment. This is like all the air is gone. No, yeah. it, it's so because again, it's we kind of ruin it. The actually, truth is attention. Yeah, yeah. like the, what they're not saying to each other. They they talk so deeply and openly and honest with each other that what they're not saying is so interesting. Because like yes. you talked about literally everything fucking yes. else. Uh, you you know this person. Yes, uh, but you're and that's like. I don't know. That's always like the tension and the interesting part of relationships is what the other person's not the unknowable part of another person. Yeah. Well, I mean, in acting like that is what's dynamic to watch. It's what the audience wants to see is what's not being said. Exactly. What is being said in lieu of what's not being said. Subtext. And these two, I mean, I don't even want to say like give great performances. Like, I think that's very uh, fucking uh, no, obvious. The incredible. entire film hinders they're, on the success of the two of them. They're perfect. Doing this very well. And I know that, like, it's pretty common for people to think that this is all improvised. I actually, in no. that initial scene where they're doing, like, the questions back and forth, I was like, I can see this on the page. Yes. But not in a way that's like, I'm looking at actors acting. No. But in a way that's like... The writing is clicking and beautiful. And it's just so... I love watching actors act yes and i've been thinking about this this week because i feel like audiences love to champion like 
that was their real reaction. I, they didn't know exactly. that they were going to say that. And that was a surprise. I and know. it's like, why don't you want to watch actors act? Yeah. Or like just anyone a, can react in also, real time to something that's really happening. Appreciate the writing and the acting and the like artifice. Yes. Uh, and the fact that they probably did that more than once and still like to have that written and then feel so real to you. Yes. Is, uh, uh, and well, I mean, the fact watching. the two of them were part of writing it, I was because I was even I mean, I even had the juvenile thought of like, fuck, this was a lot to memorize. I mean, sure. my God, you fuck yeah. up. You got to go all the way back. That no, must be the, pages. The fact that it was authentic to them. And yeah, some and way. these are words. And that's that what probably, you're feeling. That's yeah. why you feel the. And I mean, obviously, the rehearsal period must have been ages quite yeah. long. And, you know, for a fabulous finished product um roger ebert in his initial review of the film in 95 gave it three stars which like i guess from him sure he says something that i think we've kind of been talking about it's literally the last line of his article i'm not going to quote it verbatim but he basically says like it has an r rating for a handful of four-letter words which is very unfair this is the perfect film for teenagers to see yes and i thought Yes. Absolutely. This is, if you have oh, a teenager yeah. in your life and they have a curiosity for film and they kind of want to expand their palette, like, what a perfect I, movie to watch. I felt that when this movie opened, I was like, oh, right, filmmaking. I yeah. love it. Like, I, I want to do this. Uh, it's one of those movies that makes me feel that way. Uh, I do want to ask, um, what are your, so they end at the train station, they negotiate when they're going to meet there again. Yes. They say five years, one year, six months. Yes. Um, what, what, what's your take on that? How, how do you think this? I mean, it's just hard to have a take on it because I know it's there's hard to two have movies that come after this. No, I, yeah, um, I know. But so, yeah, that's what's interesting. Is You know what that. I was thinking? Oh my God. At the end of this film, I thought, oh, wouldn't it be horrible if one of them showed up, but the other one didn't? Yeah. They just um, have no way to contact each other. That's what, that's also that movie end. And this is like kind of a cliche, trite, annoying thing to say, but it's so sad that, uh, that kind of thing can never happen where they don't, they don't give each other their phone numbers. Yeah. They're not going to know anything because that can't happen now because you would follow well, that. Well, like person. truly one of them could be in the hospital. Like one of them could be, truly. you know, like yeah. they, there's no, but that's like that actually you know what's funny the I mean, line i was expecting one of them to say but they never did and like i'm grateful for that i really was expecting one of them to say well do you think we'll see each other again mm-hmm. yes well then we will you know like that that corny shit is in a lot of other movies right no i like that they didn't say that they because don't. that's not a real thing you say no to people no uh and when you say that to people yeah you really never see them again yeah, I mean, and they they talk so frankly about those relationships where y- y- you have this really intense moment with someone and then it fizzles out and yeah, uh, it's sad. And, well, I, uh, I don't know exactly. It sets I, it up to be that. Yeah, I don't know if I've made up my mind about whether or not they do meet up, but what I can very easily see is the both of them getting back to their respective homes and then through the months kind of having this back and forth of like, Okay, was that really everything that I thought it was, or have I right reality inflated the you know the re- reality? Right, check? they were in but a I love think, bubble in that pop. But I yeah. think the curiosity of what could be and what could still be, I think, would drive them yeah. to getting that. I mean, especially and traveling like and going think those of, lengths. Yeah, Ethan Hawk character who we know has had this issue with going to Europe, yeah. following a girl before, and is also such a, a wannabe cynic. Yeah. Uh, to go back into the harsh light of reality that uh, 
is so cruel and unforgiving and that he likes to brood in. Yeah. Um, to pull yourself out of that when you're not in this love bubble to go back to it might be kind of hard for him. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I really do think, and I'm speaking from personal experience here, there really is something about when you walk away from an encounter with a person or relationship, a friendship, you work together, you dated, like whatever it is, I really do feel like sometimes you get the feeling, I think we will cross paths again. I don't know yeah. how, but I feel like this is not the last I've seen of you. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, that's happened to me. Yeah. Where someone who like we ended things or we just kind of fell out of touch, whatever. I It's like I have this feeling of like, yeah, but there's something there. left yeah. that we will return to one day. And I don't know how soon that day will come, but I, and it's not like a, I'm going to wait for that day. No, sure. it's like, I'm going to live life, but I wouldn't be surprised if you texted me one day. Right. Yeah. Well. So that's why I think given the lived experience I had, and have had, but specifically the one I'm thinking of, that's part of the reason why I think the curiosity drives them crazy and they have to see each other again. So funny. Or, they, or they, yeah. they at least have to meet up at that place. Yeah. To see if even the other one would show up. Yeah. It's very, you picked this trilogy uh, and I was happy you did because I love these movies and I love talking about them. Uh, I also had the thought that these... Us talking about it is, uh, we've had very personal podcasts before, yeah. revealing stuff we didn't want to. But Oh, uh, yeah, this is going to be... This is going to be a different you can't, you can't talk about these movies without being a little bit personal about yeah. it, because like, these are very personal films. Yes. Um, Richard Linklater is from Houston, Texas. Like, I mean... Core. I mean, I, I truly feel like every Linklater movie I see, it's like... Something something about it, man. And then it's not just me. It's everyone. You I mean, know, he's an like, incredible. There really is something like, dude, you really kind of spoke into something that it's very personal to me. I mean, it, and you're putting yeah. it on a big screen and showing everybody else, but we're all having that moment. Yeah. it. I mean, it's uh, it goes back to that initial train pitch of the Cable Access show that there's something that Richard Lanklater uh, truly gets about um, the the beauty of the mundane and the day-to-day yeah, -day life. Or the curiosity or the, yeah, the, curi or the voyeurism of the voyeur it. The, the universal like traps that we all, traps yeah. and maybe they're not, tra maybe traps is too harsh, but like universal patterns are things that we all fall into and are very natural, but also feel so personal. Yeah. Um, but are still universal. Like falling in love is a, if you're lucky, uh, I feel like it's a pretty universal experience at some point. But even, it's also extremely but personal. But it's extremely personal. Yeah. And I think that's what makes these movies so interesting is that you relate on such a deep level, but it's also so, I don't know, the story is so beautiful and so personal. And yeah. these two um, are like, are, are like weird soulmates, even if you don't believe in that. And one of them certainly, one of the characters certainly does. Yeah. Um, oh, they're so good. And I, I can't wait to talk more about them. I know. There was a concern that these weren't going to be funny, but fuck off. These, these are. Yeah, this was not funny at all. I'm so sorry. Whatever. But, I mean, uh, if you want, we've got plenty of hours of podcasts to listen and laugh at and with. I mean, let us talk about film, damn it. No, I think everyone is appreciating this conversation. Obviously, because everyone Every loves every podcast episode we release. Duh. I mean, Obviously. I can't imagine someone not liking it. That would kill me. <laughs> All right. So uh, rate and review five stars uh, for Sarah. 
Yeah, please, for the love of Christ. Um, yeah, let's, uh, I mean, we. you can find uh, me on Twitter at Bridget Tweets. Um, and this, uh, and you can uh, tweet at us at uh, Rough Stuff Pod. And, uh, you know, yeah, look, I'm, this, I'm, yeah, this I. Small Beans Patreon, which you're probably on. Yes, please. Uh, listen to the other shows on the network too. Um, Bridget and I have popped in and out of a few other podcasts like Frame Rate. Um, of course, you can always listen to Cast and Curious. You can listen to some rough stuff. Um, uh, tell a friend. That's also very helpful. That is very in helpful. The podcasting world to go talk ahead. about us to your other friends. Let other people know. We're your friends and we can be their friends too. Exactly. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us on this. It's going to be very, a journey. Very serious, very down to earth grounded mini-series we're doing on the Before Trilogy. We'll see you in the next one. Threes. Bye. This has been a Small Beans Endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The Beans always have new ideas percolating, so make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash smallbeans. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash smallbeans, where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the Small Beans grow into huge giant monster beans if you enjoyed this content module please like rate subscribe or tell a friend about us we love you